I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Tuesday. Giannis was doubtful for Game 1. The Suns were favored by 6. He's upgraded to questionable, but only improved now to 5.5? What's going on? Why only a half-point improvement with Giannis's upgrade? For the series and the NBA title, the current odds, Suns minus 200, Bucks plus 180. That means 65% chance Phoenix wins the title. Chris Paul versus LeBron James? It's not obvious, but those two butted heads hard today. We'll get to it. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Fourth of July just happened had a nice long holiday weekend but man the action is starting up strong the nba title the champion will be decided in this series sports bettors listen for the money sports fans listen to no more than their buddies i'm the pro he's the joan la jonas Knox. always good to be here rj and yes on a day in which we've got game one of the nba finals tipping off later on tonight and we've got aaron Rodgers and tom brady on the same course together in a golf matchup what is the vegas lead here on this tuesday it's certainly not aaron Rodgers' mental health (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go with obviously it's gonna involve the title series the championship round But I want to get specifically into the Giannis effect. We saw some, I think, surprising lack of movement today. And we're going to break down literally what would the odds be if Giannis were 100% in playing? What would the odds be if he was out for the whole series? What is the Giannis effect? And what do the current odds, Jonas, tell us about the assumptions? Once we define what it would be in each case, we can see where we are now and we're going to you know, really understand what the assumptions of the betting market is about Giannis. Yeah, and it was a bit surprising to many earlier today when it was announced that Giannis has been upgraded to questionable according to ESPN, and he will be a game-time decision for Game 1 coming up later on tonight between the Bucks and the Suns, tipping off in Phoenix, 9 Eastern time on ABC. Okay, so they told you in high school that math was important. And you know what? I think they were generally right. I, uh, as a finance grad in college, I took a lot of math. But the reality is there's not – you can go a long time without necessarily having to worry about too much math. You know, you want to understand compound interest, credit cards at 23.9%. You don't want to go to the Shylocks for two points a week. I mean, just a few guidelines here. <laughs> But luckily, and uh, Steve Fezzik really helped us out with this one, and so did McKenzie. They actually did this work uh, by themselves, independently, and it came together, and they were so close. I love it when two guys I trust 
both have the same numbers because if I really trusted them, I'd only need one, but I kind of <laughs> wanted both. So check this out. So the current odds right now for the series, for the title, is Phoenix minus 200. So for the newbies out there, 200 wins you 100. Two to one, or one to two is the way they would say it, minus 200. Okay. If you want the dog, you get back a little bit less. That's a straddle. That's the amount of money the dastardly bookies like. So let's say plus 180 if you shop it. Uh, so you could either have minus 200 on Phoenix, plus 180 on Milwaukee. Okay. What would the line be if the Bucks did not have Giannis at all? He just retired or he said, hey, I'm out. He didn't retire. Hey, I'm out. My knee's too hurt. No chance of me playing. Okay. The odds would be, based on our assessment, minus 280. So really, if you think about it, now that would be the no vig price. So uh, let's get a straddle going there. Let's call it 263. Yeah, we can go minus 300 plus 260, I think. is. I don't like too much of a straddle, so I'll go with that. Okay, so really what we're saying is, the odds would go up a hundred cents from minus 200 to minus 300. So instead of betting $2 to win a dollar, you'd bet $3 to win a dollar. Now that would be without Giannis. If it was a known fact, he was out for the series. Jonas, my gut instinct is, as you think about those numbers, minus 200 with the current situation, which is, Hey, he might play tonight. We don't know how effective it'll be, but he might play tonight. Versus he's not playing at all, guaranteed. Boy, that hundred cents seems to be. I'm guessing you think not enough of an adjustment. Yeah, especially if we're talking about easily their best player on their team. I mean, having as much of an impact as he does, that just seems. I, I don't. I'm a little, a little bit surprised. Is this just a, them being skeptical that even if he is available, it's going to be so much less than a hundred percent health wise that that it, there's not going to be much of an impact at all? And I, I just don't see how that would happen. It, it's not like you know he stands back and they rely on him to get you know to to shoot threes. I think if anything, his ability you know to get to the basket, his ability to you know make an impact in the paint seems like that would still be doable even at less than a hundred percent. I don't know. I mean. It, it just seems a little surprising. Uh, yeah. So first off, I agree with your general conclusion that it is quite surprising. I also agree that the rationale for this, that the adjustment would be Phoenix with Giannis in its his current reality being minus 200. If he was out for the series, it'd be minus 300. Um, that is a modest adjustment. I agree with you. Too modest, I think. The only assumption that is rational is that he's either not going to play very much, which, again, the fact he's questionable in Game 1, the fact that Giannis had reports that he would have been in Game 7, and, again, those are reports. Also, the fact that if he's already questionable, I mean, could we really think come Game 3? I mean, it feels like at a minimum he's playing in game three, and I yeah. would bet he's playing. You know, my gut feeling is he doesn't go tonight, but I mean, if you give me plus 130, I'll say he goes tonight. I mean, I think it's right around a coin flip. Yeah. I will say this I do think the case could be made that Giannis is physical, physical dominance, his freakishness is his main asset. It's not ball skill, it's not. You know, uh, like the Joker, it's more that he's physically 
dominant that a knee bank you know limited seems like it takes away a lot of his differentiation and that maybe he's all of a sudden shooting threes more he's hanging around out you know he's playing you know more like um you know some of these other seven footers like with the mavs uh hanging out shooting threes poor zingas yeah yeah poor zingas i don't think to be honest with you there's been debate about well, Giannis, if you look at how good Milwaukee played, maybe they're better off without him. That's absurd. But the case could be made, maybe, Jonas, and you can tell me if you agree, that if he were 75%, he wasn't a physical marvel. In fact, he's average physically now. So all he's got is his height and his skills. Maybe then he's not worth all that much. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and I also wonder if he wasn't, you know, half the defensive player that he is because he's a great defensive player. It like, like how much would this also, you know, be adjusted? You know, if they looked uh, at him as just an offensive guy who can get to the basket, not a great shooter, but no impact defensively, then what are we talking about? So you're saying that not only would his potential limitations with his knee hurt his the way he plays offense effectively you're saying it's going to hurt his defense too well i mean i think defensively he's going to be okay it's uh, offensively but, but what is, is his the defensive edge mark. though isn't it the same thing as physicality yeah but i think that he's a mismatch for a lot of guys down there outside of Aiton. you know he's a guy who can defend Aiton because brooke lopez plays you know, although he's a big guy you know he shoot he's turned into a three-point shooter Giannis is really i think their paint presence and i still think he can have an impact on this which is maybe why you know the line hasn't been adjusted as much maybe they see that as as a possibility for Milwaukee I just I'm surprised that that this is where we're at first of all I'm surprised he's even questionable for tonight I thought they would try and cheat a couple of games acknowledging look uh, to try and get even one game in Phoenix would be a nice thing to have happen but let's at least maybe wait until game three we get back home we cheat an extra couple of days yeah so I'm surprised we're even here to begin with but it's a sign of optimism that we are yeah, no, I agree. Right, and so, and yeah. I don't think that they would chance it because I also think his future is is up in the air as well too. If they really, if they thought that there was an, a chance that this could have a major damning effect on his future, I don't think they would even entertain this idea. Remember now, he took the trip to start with. If, yeah. if they if they didn't think there was a viable chance of him playing one of the first two games, why take the trip? Yeah. So no, to I me, agree. to some degree, him taking the trip said he was close. Now, because you could say this is all big fugazi, a big, you know, deception, but I don't think the trip is worth it, It, you know, because you could be getting treatment at home, sleeping in your own bed. I don't know if it matters if he goes in a weird way. If I was looking to back the Bucks, I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas talking about the Giannis factor and what the odds tell us. And quite frankly, this is something few other shows are capable of breaking down not the basketball side there's great basketball minds out there but what are the betting odds telling us and what they're telling us is that with Giannis being uncertain it's minus 200 for Phoenix and maybe to kind of close the other side of this what would the odds be if he was out totally out totally is or check that we we explained if he was out totally minus 300 but what happens if he was 100% healthy? No, he's not going to be, but it will give us a signpost that if he were 100% healthy for all seven games, we project that the Bucks would be about minus 160 
favorites. Now, remember, last week, before Giannis was hurt, the Westgate here in Vegas came out with a line, if it were to be Phoenix, you know, it was a projected or perspective line, if it were to be Phoenix and Milwaukee, it was Milwaukee, and remember, Phoenix has the home court, and they did at the time, too. Milwaukee would have been a minus 150 favorite. So the fact that our math is telling us minus 160 based on Giannis's worth compared to the minus 200 and all that is, it, one, we're really gratified and affirmed by it being within 10 cents of what the Westgate had up. So now Giannis 100% healthy, Bucks are laying 160. Now with his uncertainty, Phoenix is laying 200. Bucks are taking back about 180, 170. Okay. That's a huge adjustment. But now think about this. The distance, so there's there's th- three points that matter. If there is no Giannis, minus 300, Phoenix. Current state, minus 200, Phoenix. So that means 100 cents would be gained by Phoenix if Giannis was out for the whole series. But if Giannis were 100%, it would be minus 160, for Milwaukee, which is 160 cents. So what we're saying here is between the ranges, there's 260 cents or $2.60. And we are 100 away from, uh, so we're much closer now to Giannis not playing at all, right? So it's 100 cents from that. Then we are 160 away. So amongst that 260 cents from the extremes, a hundred of it is from the current state to Giannis not playing at all. 160 is from the current state to Giannis being 100%. Doesn't it seem like him possibly playing in game one is closer to the 100% than unless they think he's going to be hobbled the entire series? Yeah. Wouldn't you think by game four, game five, he's moving towards 100%? That that would be my my guess because I I just so so it seems weird that yes. the line is is more towards he doesn't play at all than it is towards he's 100 percent healthy. Yeah, that that's and and what do they expect? First of all, the, he, there were no structural damage, so it's a hyperextension, and and I, I you know I don't know the timeline on healing when it comes to the hyperextension, but the fact that there was no structural damage anywhere, um, you know, it's not like a sprained MCL where you know he's going to for sure be compromised because there's a ligament loose or, or, or a ligament, you know, uh, tore up a little bit. I mean, this is all just about, you know, his mobility. And they're not going to send him out there if there was risk of him, hype, you know, doing actual ligament damage here. So the fact that it's moved the way that it has when, to me, this is all positive and all good news for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the part that that's surprising. And you, when we opened the show, the game line on pregame.com was Phoenix minus five and a half. It's now gone up to Phoenix minus six. So there yeah. has been it has ticked up a little bit. Which is saying the market, the market is saying now this could be a sign that there's some you know inside info that hey he he he's you know he's not feeling it tonight. But the line at five and a half or six is saying no Giannis effect anyway. So the fact that when it went from him being doubtful, which assumed no Giannis, and we're talking about for the one game now, is when it went to questionable and the line only moved a half point, man, oh man, yeah. that, that that is a real commentary that they don't expect anything from Giannis 
tonight. Okay, I can accept that. But it is a good sign, even if you might say, but RJ, it's no effect if he plays, it's no effect if he doesn't play. In this game, you're right. But there's an effect in how close is he towards being a net positive. And it seems like the fact he could even consider playing tonight means he's closer to that. And the fact is, I would expect to see the irony is I could see the game price not adjusting tonight, but I would have thought the series price would have adjusted in Milwaukee's favor a little bit. I agree. So, So let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to explain. Well, let's do this. I've got some massive game one trends. Now, at the end of the show, we're going to have some picks, maybe even multiple picks, series perhaps, game for sure. But I've got two trends, both of them back Phoenix, that really, really, one is a game one for the NBA overall title series. One is Milwaukee in game ones. Both of them do not look good for Milwaukee. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look ahead at game one of the NBA Finals. I've got a 12-2 and two trend I'm going to give you within one minute. And and an 0-5 trend, both backing the same team. And this 0-5 is almost a dozen points per game versus the spread. Wowza. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you spreading the word. Thank you. Keep it up, and we'll keep delivering the best gambling show we can. And some would say the best gambling show west of the Mississippi. You know, others say west of London. I don't know. I'm just going to let everyone else decide. (laughs) (laughs) You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 111 degrees, though in studio, it's 74 right now for me, and the neon is flowing. So, RJ, we will get back to Game 1 of the NBA Finals and previewing that here coming up in just a moment. want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone Game 1 of the NBA Finals tips off tonight from Phoenix at 9 Eastern time. And as we mentioned, the Suns right now on pregame Com, a six-point favorite over the Bucks. Okay, so how do NBA teams do at home game one of the NBA Finals? So we went all the way back. Now, we didn't count last year because in the bubble, there, you know, there was effectively a home team, but, but there really wasn't. So we went back to 2005 in the, C, the year of the playoffs, so 2005. Didn't count last year. So we have 14 seasons. That home team, game one, 13 and one straight up. 13 out of 14 times the home team won the first game. The only exception, huh, was the Heat versus the Spurs. Spurs won that first 
game. Okay, interesting. Now, against the spread, the great equalizer, right? Home team means they're the better record. They're going to be favored by a real number, you got to think. ATS, home team, game one, 12 and 2. 12 and 2, covering the spread by a combined 88 points. So that's 6.3 per game. So over six points a game, the home team has exceeded expectations. So let's think about the logic, Jonas. To me, it makes sense. You've got a team that's kind of spent their entire year to get in position to have the the record, to have home court. You've just succeeded going through the playoffs. Um, Oftentimes, historically, that team in that spot has been a legacy winner. I mean, if I kind of run off the teams, it's been Spurs, Mavericks, all right, exception there in 2005. Uh, Or check that, since we're starting... In 2005, we're going to start with the Spurs, Celtics, Lakers, Lakers, Thunder. Remember, Thunder were favored over the Heat. Heat, Spurs, Warriors, 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 (laughs) Raptors. So, to me, if you think about it, 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 it was a situation that these are some really good teams. And they're comfortable and they exert themselves. So the 12 and 2 makes sense. I mean, that's extreme, but it makes sense game 1 is going to be a, a good spot for the better team in the title series. What do you think? Yeah, and also just the liveliness of the crowd. You know, the the home the home court advantage. I I would expect it tonight, you know, especially considering Phoenix hasn't had an NBA Finals since what 93, that it's going to be bananas as far as just the atmosphere. Their energy there has been crazy all throughout the playoffs. I think it it's only going to get ratcheted up a notch especially tonight as well too. See, that's interesting cuz I was tempted to look at the Bucks in the first quarter if Giannis doesn't play. Because I think, and we're going to know well before the game, and my thinking is this. There's going to be a natural deflation from Phoenix a little bit. It's like, ah, Giannis isn't playing. All right, we're good. And not that they're not going to play hard, but there will be that little sense of, like, they're worried today. He might be coming back. You know, Willis Reed style. And then he's not. Now, if if Giannis does play, I wouldn't like it at all. But you're saying because Phoenix is so much of a long shot to have gotten here. Remember, they were the seventh favorite entering the playoffs. 16 teams entering the playoffs. Even though the Suns were the second seed in the West, they literally were the seventh favorite only. So this was an unlikely outcome. They were huge underdogs, remember, to the Lakers when they were down 2-1. to one. And you're saying the energy is going to be different than the Warriors for the second, third, fourth year hosting this game where, yeah, they're going to be in control and they're going to have a good result in the end, but you're saying the energy level might have been like Ali early in a fight. He lose some early rounds. He was getting his bearings. You're saying he's the the Suns are coming out like Tyson. Yeah, and and I also and just gut feeling tells me that I would like Phoenix to come out firing on all cylinders in the first quarter, and then maybe Milwaukee sort of calms things down in the second quarter. 
Hmm. That that hmm. would be my thought. And and I've been known to back in the day in my real degenerate gambling days back in the day where I wouldn't even have the patience to wait through an entire quarter like the professionals. So I would just bet the team to score 10 points first. <laughs> uh, so, so I've been known to make those bets. Well, and, and listen, if you think it's energy based, oftentimes you're going to get more of that effect. When it is the first 10 points, so you want to, you know, this is a gambling 101, not 101. This is gambling, maybe 701, a uh, graduate course, this concept. <laughs> but it is how do you get the exposure of your opinion in the purest sense? So, for example, if I thought that Middleton was going to have a big game and a little later in the show, we're going to go through and say, how do these players do on Milwaukee without Giannis? And we've got the regular season results without Giannis. We've got the two playoff games without Giannis, the net point differential compared to their typical scoring. And then we've got the over-unders for them on the props. So we'll go through to see if there's any advantages here in a few minutes. But it strikes me that... Let's say that you thought, and I don't, but Middleton was going to do really well. Uh, you could say, well, bet the Bucks. It's like, yeah, that's going to help you. But how do you get the best exposure? You bet Middleton over his points. So in general, if you think it's going to be a crowd advantage for the Suns early, an energy advantage, then it strikes me that you want to look first 10 points as, as much as first quarter. So I, I like your theory, especially if it's being one of the kind of paradoxes of that, though, the catch 22 is oftentimes you have to pay more of a strat, more vig on those kind of bets, or there's not as many books that offer them. So you don't get to shop as much. So oftentimes it's a balance between how narrow you can get with your bet exposure versus how many, how much shopping you can do. And you got to weigh those two options. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Now there's a second trend that goes to Phoenix, but specifically against Milwaukee this season, this playoff season and last playoff season, this will be the sixth time that Milwaukee started a series and the prior five, they are one and four straight up. Oh, and five against the spread. So they've lost every first game of every series, five of them now, the last two playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks. And when you have an 0 for 5, it can be, you know, flip a coin. It can go five in a row pretty easy. Not that easy, but kind of. But you look at point differential. How close to the spread were these games? Well, here was the ATS margin in these games. Minus 24, minus 16, minus 3, minus 4, minus 11. You add it up, the average point differential against the spread, minus 11 and a half points. So by double digits for five games, they're 0 and 5, but on average they lost against the spread by over 10 points, wow. you know, upwards of almost 12. That feels like a coaching issue. So now we got an NBA trend league-wide that says home team does better in game one. And we've got a Bucks specific trend saying they don't start these series very strong. What do you think of uh, the second trend, the, the Bucks one? Well, I think both those combined uh, doesn't spell good for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and, I, and I wonder, you brought up a good point, though. Like, if, say Giannis does play, 
What does that do to, to both teams? Because do you all of a sudden, if, is it you know a shot in the arm for the Milwaukee team who goes, all right, we got our best player back. If you're, you know, if you're Phoenix, does it make you more, you know, uh, more more aware? May, maybe take them a little more seriously. Not that they don't take them seriously, but now that their best players there, all right, we can't just you know coast through uh, and and make mistakes because we realize they've got a depleted roster. I just I wonder what his presence does for both teams when it comes to this game. I think the only answer to that question is how well does he play? Because yeah. if he comes out and looks like Anthony Davis when he did his you know, show, you know, he right. showed up to try to act like he was going to play. <laughs> and, and there's been reporting. You know, we were very skeptical of that right when it happened. There's been reporting on this that LeBron said you shouldn't even try, you know, where it, it, the team kind of felt like they got hurt by it from what the reporting says. And, again, that's what we speculated with the Anthony Davis thing at the time. I don't think that would happen with Giannis. But my gut feeling is that, in fact, I would say this. If he does, you know, it's interesting. You make a good case about Phoenix. If he does play, I'll be betting Phoenix in the first quarter for sure. Because to me, it's the case you made about the energy and the enthusiasm. And then you add up that that, that, that this Milwaukee team has been thinking for days now about how to approach this game, and it's been without Giannis. And they just won two games in a row. And don't forget, Milwaukee was pretty much even money to win entering game five against the Hawks, even though Trey Young, and again, I waited the whole 35 minutes, Jones. You didn't mention my winner again. (laughs) So I'll bring it up just for disclosure's sake. We had a sweet, I mean, that was a sweet, full best bet. The line was just wrong. I mean, what did we say? Trey Young was probably going to play. He'd probably be hobbled, but the line assumed he was going to be healthy. Wasn't that the bet? Wasn't that the beauty of that game? Is Trey Young's lack of 100% health was really the difference? from all you know from what i could see yeah and we cashed that baby and to me don't forget milwaukee has looked really good these two games and these are some of the you know how good is is drew holiday is he the 28th best player walking the earth the 25th somewhere in that range you'd think where do you got a mckenzie on what do you have a list of uh 40 and a half or something how many players you got listed? <laughs> I just added my 82nd player, and uh, Drew Holiday is 26th among them. All right, so there you go. Is this guy's got an ego? Like anyone that's the 26th best at anything on earth, especially something you can become a billionaire from being so good at. Literally, look at Magic. So to look at Michael. So to me, is those guys? It's not like they don't want Giannis to play. It's the fact that they're not afraid if he doesn't. And they like the chance to step up and show it themselves. So to me, if he plays and he's 85% 90, great. If he's not, I think it hurts him. And I don't think there's any way he can be 85% or 90. So if you're a Milwaukee fan, I think you hope he doesn't play this game. You hope he plays game two. Closing thoughts on that, Jonas. Okay, if there isn't a significant move, and we've seen that the line went up a half point on pregame.com from when we started the show. And it's pretty Phoenix. much where it was this morning yeah. when he was doubtful. Okay, if there's a significant move, that's information-based, right? Because we've yes. talked, you guys have mentioned this on the, when it comes to the Super Bowl. Well, look, anybody that's there that sees the national anthem being practiced, they, they are able to report back and say, all right, this is what we got. Or you can see the color of the Gatorade before 
before the game and report back. So if you see a line move on either of those bets in the prop market, you know that's information-based. Somebody's in the arena, right, watching him warm up and get ready to play. Yeah. And, and body language will tell you everything you need to know whether or not he's going to be active for this game. So, so that all of that, any movement is going to be information-based, correct? I agree, except and, – and what you're talking about – about 10 years ago for about a good 10 years. So between, let's say two, actually between like 98 and maybe 2012. So there was a good amount of time that people would be listening. There'd be a college basketball game, Portland state and the the second best player, a power forward, no one ever heard of outside that conference would be questionable with the flu. And you'd be listening. There'd be people listening to the radio broadcast streaming on the internet and it'd be like, yep, it looks like Wilkerson's going to sit down. Uh, he's taking off his, you know, blah, 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 shoes. He's not going to play. <laughs> and then literally those people were a handful on earth that knew that and they were betting it instantly. <laughs> and there was a lot of money to be made on that. A lot. The thing that I don't think is applicable here is when Giannis moved from doubtful to questionable hours ago, that meant the odds of him playing improved. That's unequivocally true. And the market yawned. So what the market said was, if he plays or not, it's not a binary. It's not a five-point adjustment. It's not a zero or a one. It is Giannis at 73%, let's say. And you know what? We think Giannis at 73% is a net neutral, meaning that there is a given point where even a Tom Brady or whoever, if they're hindered, even Michael Jordan, if they're hindered at a certain percentage, they're going to be equal to their replacement. Above that percentage, right? So let's say with uh, Giannis, maybe 75% is about right. I think if he's at 70, he's probably a slight net negative. If he's at 80, he's a slight net positive. The market was saying, yeah, his chances to play have gone up in game one, but we don't care because we don't think he'll be good enough even if he does play to make a difference. So in this case, if somehow he's dunking and looking awesome, maybe, but I think the market would yawn again even if he's playing. Though there's a chance, final word on this, that because there's more public betters now, were earlier today they were at work mostly, maybe the public gets fooled and bets Milwaukee, but I think the pros have already spoken. Giannis is a non-factor in game one. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan he's the voice of vegas rj bell that was a professional read you see the way he contextualized it not a read but a news report he contextualized it then he went into it with momentum then he threw ah damn buyer he's good (laughs) i I don't want him to be this good but you know you just got to embrace the truth all right let's take our final break when we come back we're going to preview the game Probably going to have at least one pick, but we're going to really emphasize how good the Bucks are. How many points do their key players put up when Giannis isn't playing? We've got the numbers. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., it is game one of the NBA Finals coming up later on tonight, 9 Eastern time on ABC. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the story of the day. He is a game-time decision. He's going to try and give it a go tonight for Milwaukee. They find themselves six-point underdogs to the Phoenix Suns. 
Yes, and we do have, as we talked about earlier, it bears repeating, two trends that point towards Phoenix strongly. One, if you look at the last 14 NBA title series that were not in the bubble, last 14, 12-2 and two against the spread, the home team, the true home team, 12-2. and two. That points Suns. Also, the Bucks last two years, two playoffs, they had five series that have begun before this one, 0-5 against the spread in game one. And that ATS margin, they've lost against the spread by over 11 points per game. I'm not going to go, though, with the Suns. Uh, I think I'm going to do a best bet, but let's talk through. It'd be a pizza bet, but let's talk through some of these props. So first, let's talk finals MVP. And Jonas, you can tell me if anything jumps out at you. Chris Paul is the favorite, plus 160. Booker, plus 250. Giannis, four to one. Middleton, six and a half to one. Holiday, nine to one. Ayton, 24 to one. No one else better than 100 to one. Lopez, 100 to one. Bridges, 120 to one. So let's think of it from Phoenix. It's Paul plus 160. Booker plus 250. Uh, and then literally eight and 24 to one, it strikes me that, that Chris Paul has the advantage, the sentimental advantage. And if it's a tiebreaker, he'll probably get it. Booker blows up. He gets it. And obviously eight in the long shot. You see anything I'm missing? No, I, I think the story is going to be Chris Paul and there's going to be, you know, a narrative driven and, and a push for him to finally get to the finals and he finally wins finals MVP. So, yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. at all. Well, finally wins a title. Forget finals MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be happy with that title. Okay. Uh, the fact that Giannis is the number one favorite for the Milwaukee Bucks at four to one tells you who else is on this team. Right, Middleton, who has had some pretty massive quarters, but his hit, if you look at his history, not great in the playoffs. So do we look at the short term and be more optimistic? Holiday, same kind of thing. He didn't have a great playoffs even this year, but lately he stepped up. Lopez, obviously, is, I don't think going to be near as effective with Aiton defensively. And so it strikes me that this is <laughs> – that Giannis, if he misses even two games, and again, I don't know if he will, how does he win the MVP? Uh, but he is the favor. So if you like the Bucks and you don't think it's Giannis coming to the rescue, there's some value there. I don't particularly love that. Okay, so now the question is, how have these players done and what are the over-under totals? So let's look at the current numbers here. And right now, Middleton is... Tw- 27 and a half points. When Giannis is in the lineup, he's 23 and a half. So there's been a four point adjustment up for Middleton. Now, when Giannis didn't play this regular season, Middleton scored a little over two extra points, but in the playoffs, he scored eight and a half extra points compared to his regular season average. So this four point adjustment is saying, okay, it's not going to be what we've seen. In the playoffs, it's going to be more towards the regular season. Holiday's a three-point adjustment. Well, how's Holiday done? Holiday in the regular season was two and a half points more when Giannis didn't play. So not much. But in the playoffs, 25 points he scored in one, 27 in the other. So if you actually look at that in those two playoff games, he was up over 
Uh, let's see here. His regular season average was 17. So he was up almost nine points. So if you really think about it, I kind of like Holiday here. Uh, it, it strikes me that he made a real statement two straight games. He's been consistent. His number is only 22 and a half. What do you think of a pizza bet on the over here of, of Holiday? Yeah, no, I think that makes sense because they're going to need, uh, I mean, especially if Giannis doesn't play, they're going to need offense from somebody other than Middleton. So this seems like he would be the most likely case, right, case let, scenario. Let's make it official then. Drew, it's a pizza bet. Bet as much as you, bet, uh, you usually spend on a pizza. Holiday over 22 and a half points. Straight out of Vegas, brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to start your job your way. That means getting what you need fast. Some jobs can't wait. That's why AutoZone offers free same-day store pickup. Free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, we're back tomorrow, 6 Eastern time, right here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas!